This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Welcome back to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana, and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. We've been talking about boundaries in the last several episodes and likely will for a while yet because there's a lot to cover. I've been using Henry Cloud and John Townsend's uh, seminal book on boundaries and the workbook that goes along with that. It's kind of the the background and to kind of get us started on some questions and some line of thinking. I think it's a wonderful book. If you don't have one, you might want to consider reading some of it. It's just really fantastic. I am a psychotherapist, and there's just not a day goes by that I don't end up having some kind of a boundary discussion with people as they're trying to sort of figure out what's going on in their lives and how to make it better, how to live their best life. So there's a question in the workbook that says, when have you seen a person's attitude or belief cause that person to make poor choices and or experience pain? And then what would have been a more responsible alternative? Well, I got to thinking about that question and It seems as if our attitudes about ourselves, life, other people, are based on our beliefs. So I thought it might be a good idea to separate out our beliefs about ourselves versus our beliefs about other people. So first, let's just take a few moments and kind of investigate What do we believe about ourselves? You know, a few minutes ago, I said, I'm a psychotherapist. And so I hear a lot of stories about people's beliefs. And usually by the time they make it to me, they've got quite a bevy of dysfunctional beliefs going on. Things they believe about themselves and other people. But if we're going to focus on what we believe about ourselves initially, I would have to say that what I hear the most are things like, I'm not blank enough. And you can put whatever you want to in that blank. It's, it goes on and on. I'm not lovable enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not, I mean, I've heard people say I'm not Christian enough. It, it just sort of just goes on. Other beliefs that we might have about ourselves that I don't have any real value outside of what I can offer, whether that's money or sex or companionship or whatever, that we feel like we're being used for those reasons, and we don't really have any value outside of that. That's something that we can end up believing about ourselves. We can end up believing that we're stupid, or that we're hateful, or that we're fat, or ugly, or 
were irritating to other people or that we're a fraud or we're an imposter. Um, it's just amazing, really, how many things that we end up believing about ourselves that we don't ever really challenge. Of course, the the challenge to that would have to come at a at a further episode, maybe down the road a little bit, we can investigate that some more. I got to wondering about how would beliefs about ourselves like these impact our choices? For example, choices in how we allow ourselves to be treated by other people, you know, choices in what we say and what we do. Because if you think about it, if you think that you're not worthy, if you believe that you're not worth respecting, that you're not worth treating well, that you're just not worthy, period, then more than likely, you might end up making some choices and allowing other people to treat you disrespectfully. Because generally, we allow people to treat us on the level of what we think we deserve. So if we believe that we are not worthy, that we are not lovable, that we don't have any value outside of what we can provide somebody else, then we're going to allow others to treat us accordingly because we think we deserve that. A little interesting side note here. I can remember talking to somebody a long time ago, decades ago, and we were talking about her relationships and how her current relationship was pretty dysfunctional, and she'd had a string of dysfunctional relationships. And, and it was pretty understandable why, once we really got uh, investigating her her past and her childhood and some beliefs that she had created about herself along the way, which, by the way, all those beliefs initially are messages sent to us from other people because we don't come out of the womb with these kinds of beliefs. So the origin of these beliefs are not us. They are other people. But that's, again, that's another episode as well. So I was talking to her, and she said, Dana, you know, I understand what you're telling me, that Right now, I'm in some kind of, you know, I'm not in a good relationship. I appear to be in some kind of a hell. And then she paused and she said, but at least in hell, I know the street names. I stopped and just let that just sink in for a minute. Because I thought how poignant and how true that she knew she was not in healthy relationships, but because of her belief in herself, her beliefs about herself, which were quite negative, by the way, and numerous, that she knew how to navigate those relationships where she was being mistreated because she felt like she deserved to be mistreated. And an individual like this lady, um, if they happen to stumble into a healthy relationship it's not unusual that it immediately makes them very nervous because of their core beliefs that we're talking about, beliefs they have about themselves. Since she believed that she was worthless, 
if someone began to treat her well, then there's this understanding that, yeah, well, you're treating me well just simply because you don't really know me. And once you finally figure out what I'm really like, you will leave me. You'll reject me and you will abandon me. And I can't stand that one more time. I'm not going to stand around waiting for that shoe to drop that I know is going to drop because of the beliefs I have in myself. And so sometimes individuals in this situation will sabotage the relationship with a healthy person because they believe themselves to be broken in some way and fractured and dysfunctional. And since they believe that about themselves down deep, they're convinced that a healthy person will eventually drop them like hot rock as soon as the healthy person figures out how broken they are. And they just can't stand waiting around for it. So they sabotage the relationship. And then when the person leaves them, they point their finger and say, see, I knew you were going to leave me. So that's one example of a choice someone might make in what kind of treatment they allow from others, um, both from dysfunctional sources and healthy sources because of beliefs they have about themselves. And also what I mentioned earlier about choices and what we say and what we do. If we believe that we're not worthy, um, that we're stupid or that we're fat or ugly or irritable or uh, a fraud or an imposter, it absolutely is going to impact how we present ourselves to the world. It impacts things like our posture. It impacts our eye contact. It impacts the tone of our voice. It impacts what we wear. It just goes on and on and on. It impacts how we walk into a room. It impacts how we communicate with other people. And all of these things are sending out messages to others about what we believe about ourselves. And generally speaking, other people are going to treat us based on those messages that we send out. So then the next question becomes, do these choices that we make cause pain? Yes. Yes, they do. If they're based on unhealthy, dysfunctional beliefs about ourselves. Because you can imagine being in these situations, allowing someone to treat you disrespectfully, that's not going to feel very good. If you feel like, perchance, that your only value is uh, being able to provide a service to someone that you yourself are not really worthy, it's just the service you can provide, whatever that service may be, and allowing that to happen, that's painful. Because there's that belief in the back of the mind going, that's all you're worth. And so we're going to allow that to happen. And that is very painful. So switching over to what about our beliefs about other people? Like, what do we expect from other people? I started thinking about this question and, you know, a lot of times I think, we expect things from others such as judgment, criticism. We expect to be dismissed or rejected. We might expect to be betrayed, to be manipulated, to be lied to. 
We might expect others to be selfish or self-absorbed. Do we believe others will do the opposite? And what I mean by that is, do we believe or do we expect that other people will treat us in a healthy way? Do we expect others to respect us? Do we expect them to honor us, to treat us well, to tell us the truth? Do we expect other people to consider our side of the story? These are interesting questions to kind of ponder as as you interact with other people and ask yourself what it is that you're expecting from the other person. Are you expecting something healthy, such as respect and honor, truth? Or are you expecting right off the bat that they're going to criticize, judge, manipulate, lie, those types of things? And going a step further is how would these expectations that we have about other people, how is that going to impact our choices? How is that going to impact how much pain we might be in? You know, if you're expecting someone to be judgmental of you, if you're going to expect someone to reject you or manipulate you, then since we're talking about boundaries here, you might choose to set a boundary there and limit your interaction with that person. However, if you expect someone to respect you and honor you and tell you the truth, then you don't really need so much of a boundary because the interaction is healthy. It's, it's a good nurturing sort of a nutritional interaction between the two people. I've said before that if you're in a relationship with someone who in the relationship is healthy, then you don't really think about boundaries that much. It's sort of like you don't really walk around thinking about your throat. You know what I mean? I'm guessing not many listeners out there have been listening to the podcast and thinking about their throat the whole time. <laughs> but let yourself get strep throat. And then you're thinking about your throat a lot. Boundaries and relationships are somewhat similar. If you are in a relationship with someone and it's a healthy relationship, you don't even really think about boundaries because you don't have to, because they're naturally being respected. But if you're in a relationship with someone who is disrespecting boundaries, who doesn't have boundaries, or has a dysfunctional interaction with you, then you become acutely aware of the need for boundaries. One of the reasons why we can set that boundary there is because recognizing that the other person, now remember in a previous episode I talked about yards, the other person is in their own yard and they have a right to run their yard however they want to. And you don't have to like it, but it's their yard. And if they want to paint their grass purple, they can. If they want to, they want to lay concrete in their whole yard, they can. It's, it's up to them. It's their yard. The thing of it is when someone is in a relationship with you and they're interacting with you and it's impacting you, they, are, they have come into your yard. So you have a right 
and I would say responsibility as well, to set a boundary. If you're interacting with someone and they are being disrespectful or uh, dismissive, if they're being critical or rejecting or they're being judgmental, and it's consistently causing you pain, then you have a right to decide how much uh, you're going to interact with that person and how. That's your right. And it's your responsibility because if you're being upset in some way and it's, it's causing you to, you know, make some choices of your own that aren't that great, your own yard's kind of getting in disarray, then that's your responsibility. Let's not be blaming other people. If, if you're in a relationship with someone and it's not healthy, then, you know, if it's causing you problems, if it's causing you pain, then there, a boundary needs to be set. And when I was talking about our beliefs about other people, what we expect from other people, sometimes we have those expectations right from the get-go. And whether those are healthy or unhealthy, you know, if, if they're unhealthy expectations, and that might be a form of sabotage, you know, where you're not even giving the other person a chance, maybe because of people in your past have consistently treated you badly. And so you're just naturally expecting the next person is going to do that too. And maybe they will, but maybe they won't. So learning to be able to, you know, have your expectations, but have those in balance. Because basically what we expect from other people sometimes comes from how they have treated us in a repetitive manner. And you, you expect a certain thing from someone because they have taught you to expect it. The reverse is also true. If someone else expects a certain thing from you, it's because you have taught them to expect it. If you have been in a relationship with them for a while, now I'm not talking about brand new relationships, when if they expect something from you and it has nothing to do with you, that's from their past, maybe for some, from some trauma or something like that, and they're flinging that on you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a relationship that you've been in for quite a while. If someone else expects you to be a certain way or, or to behave a certain way, it's because you have trained them to expect that from you. And I consider this good news because if it belongs to you, then you get to change it if you want to. You don't have to. See, boundaries is about choice, but it's also about acknowledging what belongs to you and what does not. So if you have grown to expect a certain behavior pattern from someone else because they've taught you to expect it and it is and it's unhealthy, it's dysfunctional, it's hurting you, then you have the responsibility to set a boundary there so that you can keep your yard together. Again, what they do in their yard, that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is keeping your yard straight. Now, getting back to the original question about, you know, uh, when have you seen a person's attitude or belief cause that person to make poor choices and or experience pain? And then the second part of that was, what would have been a more responsible alternative? Well, sometimes, and I've already mentioned a few of these responsible alternatives up to this point in this podcast, but sometimes the responsible alternatives can be somewhat out of reach unless we can face the origin 
of the expectations and put in the work of processing through those um, until we can finally heal from that. You know, if we have certain expectations and we determine that those expectations are not based on our current relationship, but they're based on our past, then it's our job to acknowledge that and stop painting everyone with this brush from like 25 years ago. But if the current relationship is dysfunctional and you give the, you know, you give some chances, give people some chances and see what they do with those chances. Maybe they were having a bad day or maybe you were having a bad day. You know, give yourself chances, give the other person chances. But if after a while, you know, a significant pattern has been set and a boundary needs to be set, then you have the right to set that boundary. That is about wrapping up for this episode of Phoenix and Flame. This is Dana and... I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.